Hello and welcome to the Musty Creative Podcast. I am your host, Jesus, and I'm joined by my friend and yours, the Michelle. Oh, okay. <laughs> A rare species found in Australia. Very nice. I actually wrote a short story called The Michelle. Oh, you did? Yes. When? I should read it. I, it was, I think I was like 12. I would love to hear that story. <laughs> we are the Musty Collective, creatives on a journey to better storytelling. Thank you for joining us today, even though it's musty in here. Today, we are going to talk about The Blacklist. Sounds mysterious. But it's not the movie or a secret society that we have given our souls to. It is something we're going to explain after our intro song. So keep listening to find out. And with that, (laughs) let's start the show. a member of women in film for i think three years now and also known as with with so if i say with i'm talking about women in film it's a really amazing organization specifically for women in the film industry and it provides some really great resources for women at any stage in their journey towards their filmmaking careers Um, I've attended meetups and discussion panels, and they featured all kinds of talented female directors, writers, editors, producers. Yeah, it's, I've been there a couple times as well. Thanks to Michelle inviting me. (laughs) My Uh, plus one. (laughs) Yeah, I was kind of worried because like, are you sure I can show up because I'm a man? Yes. But they've been very welcoming and (laughs) it was just motivational, even for myself, Mm -hmm. to see, you know, these wonderful women who are doing great things in film, in the film industry, telling amazing stories from all different perspectives on the set. So Mm -hmm. I I was privileged to to go. Yes, you were. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. (laughs) And it's it's just been really educational for me, too. Like, I, I think I started going my last year of college. So it was a nice kind of jumping off point for me to, like, learn more about the industry after school. And it was... It was something where you didn't just go to a meetup. You actually had to apply to be, you know, you had to apply and get membership into yeah. into, into WIF. Yeah, my film professor um, actually had to write a letter of recommendation so that I could even register in the first place. So it's not like anybody can join. I just want to say that. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, and there's like an annual fee? There is an annual fee. It depends on which tier of the program you're in. Um, If you're a student, it's pretty cheap. I think it's like $45 or something like that. As you go up the ladder, which I'm an associate, I think now. I think they changed the names of it, so I think I'm remembering it correctly. But it sounds like a cult now. You're gonna. Oh my gosh. I am third level master. (laughs) I'm just playing. Anyway, I'm I I'm an associate, so I think that's like a hundred dollars a year. Oof, the pocketbook. Yeah. No, it's fine. But it's it's good. I mean, it's it's like 
going to a class like you're learning a lot no that's true that is true mm -hmm. and even though it's based in LA they've been really generous and decided to convert all of their events to virtual meetups due to COVID-19 and um, I appreciated that because we don't live really like near LA or in LA so sometimes it's really hard to drive out there especially on a weeknight um, when there's tons of traffic but um, it's it's been really awesome. I kind of hope that they keep the virtual stuff um, going because it helps a lot of other people attend the event that probably wouldn't be able to go. Um, but you don't you don't want to go back in person at all? No, I do. I'm just saying maybe it, have both. It's kind of hard sometimes. Like my schedule is very busy. For sure. Mm -hmm. um, and Jesus and I watched an event last month called With and the Blacklist Feature Residency presents a conversation on features. Um, so this was hosted by Franklin Leonard, who is the founder of the Blacklist, Nicole Brown, who is president of TriStar Pictures, and Amanda Odoko, writer of Breaking News in Yuba County and they discussed the state of feature films in um, these continually unpredictable times. Yeah, it was it was actually a really great discussion. It was mm -hmm. mainly a setup by Amanda, and then Franklin interviewed Nicole Brown. Yeah. And so they talked about a lot of different insights into the industry. It was, it was really awesome to, to mm -hmm. listen to. Yeah, so they, they were just sharing insights on the film industry and how it is and isn't increasing black representation when it comes to executives and writers and the work needed to advance Hollywood's accessibility for people of color. Yeah, it was great because Franklin is, he, he was a black man, as, as far as I could tell. Sometimes, <laughs> you know, people like have different cultural backgrounds that you that you don't know, but what I could see, Franklin was a black man, Nicole mm -hmm. was a black woman. And it was a really lovely conversation, but I was really, again, inspired and motivated by Nicole and her story about how she became the president of TriStar Pictures. Like, TriStar, for us, like, older people listening, is that movie studio that has, like, the, the, the Pegasus. Horse. Yeah, the Pegasus, yeah. you know, flying uh, as their intro. I, I grew up watching that Pegasus. So, mm -hmm. Like, that's really awesome that she is now the president of, of that studio. So that's, yeah. that's really amazing. Mm -hmm. And it was also, a, like, some great takeaways in the fact about, like, what are the heads of studios, creative people, when they're looking for screenplays, what are they looking for, like, at this time? And also, what kind of screenwriter are they looking for? Mm -hmm. So that was really cool. Yeah, and I... I really liked the um, points they were making about writing urgent stories and how those are really needed in Hollywood right now. What's an urgent story again? An urgent story is something that is relevant to today's issues um, because if you're writing something that happened like 10 years ago, it's not as important as an urgent story that might be happening today. But um, is So is that the... like? She, that was talked about as, like, the market trend at the moment. Yeah, she was saying, like, because people were asking, um, like, how do I get my script made by people in Hollywood? Um, so she was suggesting different things that they're 
specifically looking for in screenplays. And so she's talking about urgent stories. And she also said something that was kind of, um, it made me feel better because she was saying Hollywood actually prefers to get stories from nobodies because it will cost them less. (laughs) (laughs) So I was like, that was an interesting takeaway because I didn't, I didn't really think about that, but I was like, yeah, if I'm not like a big Hollywood celebrity, then like they're not going to be paying tons and tons of money for my script. I would also think there's less drama involved, too. That is true. They can, um, they could, you know, the heads of the studio can be, they can have more creative control or create more creative input. They mm-hmm. can expect more collaboration from you. Yeah. Whereas if it was someone on a higher totem pole mm-hmm. it, it, then it would it would be like oh you know we can give you suggestions but we don't think you're going to listen to them <laughs> yeah um yeah it's kind of interesting but it it, it kind of gave me hope that like okay i could potentially write a screenplay that could be made by one of these big companies yeah like, it, it's possible for me you definitely have that potential oh thank you um and you do too thank you Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know about me, but definitely you. Definitely you. <laughs> <laughs> and it also was like reassuring, saying like you don't need an agent to get your story read and considered for production um, when you go through specific programs that are available to the public, like programs like The Blacklist. What is The Blacklist? According to their official website, blcklst.com, since 2005... Each December, The Blacklist releases its annual list, a survey of the most liked, unproduced screenplays of that year. The annual lists are aggregated using votes from film executives working in the film industry. The annual lists have included such Oscar-winning films as Juno, The King's Speech, and Argo. At its heart, the annual Blacklists are meant to shine a light on extraordinary screenwriting, some of which may have been overlooked more broadly. Yeah, and what's really great is all three of those films have been, like, I've seen all three of those films. Yeah. But they've also been highly regarded. Like, they've had critical acclaim. Mm -hmm. I think Ben Affleck at least was nominated for Best Director, Best Picture for Argo, Mm because he he acted and directed that film. But that film was written by Chris Terrio and his team, who later on helped out with, like, Star Wars and DC so that was actually really cool. So I wonder if that was a start. Hmm. Uh, Juno's obviously a great film. The King's Speech is a great film. Mm-hmm. Really well written. So these, you know, these aren't like there's high quality films that can come out of the blacklist, which is really great. So the industry and and part of this, you know, the blacklist is helpful, especially now because the industry is looking for content. There is so much content, (laughs) but the industry is always looking for more content because now so many streaming platforms are available. Netflix, Paramount Plus is coming, Disney Plus, 
HBO Max, there's so many. Mm -hmm. And so it's kind of interesting now because the opportunity is much bigger, as you see with some of these these screenplays, that if you find your niche, like it doesn't have to be a Juno. If it is, amazing. But there could also be a niche that you could fill for like a Disney Plus family-friendly film, mm -hmm. which is pretty awesome. So we're here. We have the, the PDF. And there's a little intro here. So I'll read that intro. It says, the blacklist was compiled from the suggestions of more than 375 film executives, each of whom contributed the names of up to 10 favorite feature film screenplays that were written in or are somehow uniquely associated with 2020 and will not have begun principal photography during this calendar year. So these are all unproduced films, uh, all unproduced screenplays. Like, no one's touched them yet. They have to get picked up. Um, this year, scripts had to receive at least seven mentions, so that's kind of like a score of like how many of these film executives said, hey, I, I, I mentioned this, I think this is a, a, a good screenplay, to be included on the blacklist. All reasonable effort has been made to confirm the information contained herein, and let's get, let's get to it. So the blacklist, they also say this, the blacklist is not a best of list, it's, it is at best a most liked list. Yeah. <laughs> so this is not the best films coming to you in the next yeah. two, three, or four, or five years. But it's just, it's it's really, honestly, this has been one of the biggest openings for me to see how does the industry work mm -hmm. and how is it possible to get your ideas in front of executives. Yes. Okay, they also have this quote here, and it, it says, But they who speak to the feelings, who enter the soul's deepest meditations, holding the mirror up to nature, revealing the profoundest mysteries of the of the heart by the magic power of action and utterance to the eye and ear will be sure of an audience frederick douglas pictures in progress 1861 that's that's oh, okay all right but okay get get the feels there right there that's a great quote all right we're gonna have to go through this list pretty quickly because there's like 80 mentions here we'll try to get them all in here uh, so the first one is headhunter by sophie dawson it says a high-functioning cannibal selects his victims based on their Instagram popularity, but finds his habits shaken by a man who wants to be eaten. <laughs> Initial thoughts, Michelle. Um, I feel like I've seen this in a show, um, like the, the IT crowd or something. I don't know, like something like that. There's like a similar story, but... Um, it, it makes me laugh. I'm hoping it's a comedy. Yeah. Uh, I think it's going to be a comedy. And it's already been picked up by an agency, WME Entertainment. So great job, Sophie. That's awesome. All right, next one here is, and that had 29 mentions. So that's that's pretty interesting. A lot of film executives liked that one. That was the one. top. Yeah. So Chang Can Dunk by Jingyi Shao, a young Asian-American teen and basketball fanatic who just wants to dunk and Get the Girl ends up learning much more about himself, his best friends, and his mother. So this film was picked up uh, by, has financing by Disney Plus. Mm -hmm. So this is probably most likely gonna be a Disney Plus show, and Disney definitely wants to increase diversity. So to get um, a film starring an Asian American, and you know, that's family friendly, I can totally see this on Disney Plus. Mm -hmm. One of the examples I was talking about that you know, your film, if you have an audience and a niche, then with all the streaming platforms looking for content, you can definitely get your film in Hollywood. Mm -hmm. All right, that one had 28 mentions. Uh, next one, Neither Confirm Nor Deny by Dave Collard, an adaptation of David Sharp's book, 
the CIA's greatest covert operation that chronicles the clandestine CIA operation at risk igniting World War III by recovering a nuclear-armed Soviet sub, the K-129, that sunk to the bottom of the ocean in 1968. So this one's like, like a historical film. So very good. And this had 26 mentions, so good job, Dave. Yeah, people like the World War III almost happening in films. Yeah, it's uh, almost kind of going back to uh, Tenet, right? <laughs> so the next one is, if you were the last, if you were the last, Angela Borassa, two astronauts who think they've been lost in space forever, fall in love, becoming content with their isolated lives, only to suddenly have to return to Earth. So I'm assuming they <laughs> left partners back on Earth. That got 25 mentions. Mm-hmm. And the agency that picked it up was United Talented United Talent Agency. That's actually a pretty, pretty big mm-hmm. one. So... Very good, very good. Good job to Angela. Next one, um, and that had 25 mentions. This one is uh, Two-Faced, Cat Wilkins. I like this one a lot. A high school senior attempts to get her principal fired after observing racist behavior, but she quickly learns he won't go down without a fight. Mm. So I think that could be interesting. Uh, financier is Braun, and uh, 25 mentions. So great mm-hmm. job, Cat. And then the next one is Bring Me Back. Uh, by Crosby Salander. When a woman on an interstellar voyage falls in love with someone during a cryosleep simulation, she attempts to discern whether the man is a real passenger on the ship or just a figment of her imagination. That got 22 mentions, and the financier is a legendary entertainment, so that's uh, that's pretty mm. good. And they're going to be producers for this, so this film will most likely get made, which is pretty pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. Then there's Bubble and Squeak by Evan Twohey? I don't know how to say it. Um, two newlyweds traverse a fictional country on their honeymoon, but slowly realize they're yearning to take separate journeys. That sounds a little sad. Yeah, but it got 21 mentions, so mm-hmm. we'll see what happens. And it does. It did pick up producers Christor and Universal Remote, so this, this could actually get made. And the agency that is part of this is Creative Artists Agency, so CAA, so that's like the biggest agency. Mm-hmm. Emergency, K.D. Davila. Ready for a night of partying, a group of black and Latino college students must weigh the pros and cons of calling the police when faced with an emergency. Yeah, that seems like one of those like urgent stories, right? Like mm-hmm. based on the times that we're living in. Yes, very relevant. Yeah. So Amazon Studios is a financier, so that I think that's going to get made. Mm-hmm. Got, that got 21 mentions. Mm-hmm. This one is Forever Hold Your Peace by Emma Dudley. 24-year-old, quiet, self-conscious Hazel. Oh, yeah, this one, this one. Has struggled with her sexuality ever since her conservative dad walked in on her kissing a girl at a middle school sleepover and flipped his absolute blank. (laughs) On the way back to her hometown for her dad's wedding, Hazel gets drunk and makes out with an older, attractive female flight attendant. She's thrilled to have moved past her hang-ups and had some fun until she arrives home and realizes that the flight attendant is her dad's fiance. Oh snap! Yeah, this 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 is I wow this that got me. Just reading that, I was like, oh, I want to see how this how this ends. Yeah, that that's gonna be intense. Yeah, the casting has to be good for this because this could actually go down a bad comedy hole. That is true. I think if it's done with some class. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It has a producer. Doesn't have a financier yet, but I. I will. I really think this would be interesting to see. Uh huh. Then there is Video Nasty by Chris Thomas Devlin. 
Three teenagers who rent a cursed VHS tape are pulled into an 80s slasher movie that threatens to trap them forever. This sounds a little like Jumanji. Yeah, but I I think it's a... So again, like trends in industry, people like Jumanji. Mm -hmm. They, They love it. And... I think taking this and the and the eighties pop culture is surging, like people still like seeing that stuff. So I think Video Nasty is like a great like jump on that train. Yeah. So I, I think that's gonna get made. It's Lionsgate picked up as a financier, it has our two producers already set to it, so mm-hmm. and United Talent Agency. So good job, Chris. Mm-hmm. Eighteen mentions, by the way. Yep. Saturday night ghost club, Steve Desmond and Michael Sherman. Um, after being haunted by a terrifying entity, a 12-year-old boy teams up with his eccentric uncle and three other misfits to form their own ghost club, investigating all the paranormal sites in town so that he can find out and confront the ghost that's tormenting him. Yes. I don't know if this is a comedy or a drama, but... Not it- sure. I think I think it's trying to be a comedy, but it got seventeen mm-hmm. mentions. So mm-hmm. obviously, like you, we have to read the script. We don't have the script in front of us. But yeah, very cool. Good job, Steve and Michael. <laughs> uh, the next one is "The Sauce" by Chaz Hawkins. A depressed, selfish black man fights for his life after taking a job at a white-owned beauty parlor, whose monstrous owners concocted a wildly popular shampoo that requires a sickening ingredient. Uh. You know what this reminds me of? I haven't seen it yet, but everyone keeps telling me to watch it. Soylent Green? I haven't seen it. No, that's not <laughs> that's not what people tell me to watch it. But yes, that's kind of the, what I'm going for is uh, Jordan Peele had that film. Get Out. Get Out. This kind of reminds me of that. But it's like it could be Get Out and Soylent Green combined. <laughs> it has 17 mentions, so we'll see. Mm-hmm. It could be made. Uh, Sharper. But you know, good job, Chaz. Uh, Sharper by Brian Gatewood and Alessandro Tanaka. Wait, quick thing. You you knew a Chaz in film school. No, I did not. Okay. I thought, that sounds interesting. It sounds kind of close. Anyways, all right. Anyways, a chain of scam artists goes after one wealthy family with the perfect plan to drain them of their funds. But when love, heartbreak, and jealousy slither their way into the grand scheme, it becomes unclear whether the criminals are conning or the ones being conned. Hmm... Apple TV Plus is a financier, so this is and A twenty four, so this this has to be good. If it's A twenty four is yeah. It's it's if it's A twenty four and Apple TV Plus, and this Julianne has to be good. Moore. Who's Julianne Moore? She's that actress with the red hair. She was in um, Jurassic oh. Park two. Oh she, okay, um, the original Jurassic Park two. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. Okay, I think I'm I'm I think I'm forming her hmm. like a picture of her in my brain. Yeah. Yeah. This 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 could be interesting. Mm-hmm. It has seventeen mentions. Yeah. Birdies by Colin Bannon. When Tabitha, a struggling foster kid, wins a contest to become part of the Birdies, a popular daily YouTube channel featuring the radiant and enigmatic mama bird and her diverse brood of adopted children, she soon learns that things get dark when the cameras turn off. I really want to see this one. Uh, I really want to see this one. I feel like... You know know what it reminds me of is that film Mama. Mm-hmm. I forget the name of the actress. I don't remember. But that's what it reminds me of. Abusive parent, probably. Yeah, but this this reminds me. This is perfect. Like, YouTube houses have so many issues, and I'm so glad that Simon finally making a movie about about this. Even mm-hmm. if it's fictional, this is this is very relevant. Yeah. Got 16 mentions. Great job, Colin. Possum Song by Isaac Adamson. 
After discovering his secret songwriting partner dead, a country music star struggling to record new material makes a Faustian bargain with a family of possums who have taken up residency within his walls. So is this going to be like, this sounds like it could be like a, like a Muppet kind of movie. <laughs> or animated. Or animated. Okay, like, I don't maybe know. like a clay animation. Or it's kind of like that, um, what is it called? That one with the teddy bear walking around. Oh, Ted. Ted, yeah. Maybe. I, I feel like this could be a clay animation, but mm-hmm. we'll see. I mean, no financial, no agency, but it got on the list. 16 mentions. Great job, Isaac. Mm-hmm. Next one here is The Black Belt by Randall Green. Eighth grader Simon Paluska dreams of being a Taekwondo black belt, but he's not allowed to take lessons, so he buys a black belt on Amazon for 25 bucks. Then he has to use it. So this this, this feels like like brilliant like setup for mm-hmm. this. I, I love I love karate stuff, so this is gonna be awesome. I think it's just a big commercial for Amazon. But but the financier is not Amazon, so that's true. So we'll see what happens. But it's uh, United Talent Agency. So good job, Randall. Mm-hmm. Then we have Ripper by Dennis McGee Fallon, London, eighteen eighty eight. When their friends begin dying at the hands of a brutal killer, an all female crime syndicate, the Forty Elephants, must work together to take down the predator stalking them, Jack the Ripper. Mm-hmm. This is cool. I I. I I, I think I could I think I could have the stomach to watch this. I, I'm not really into <laughs> horror, but if this is like more like a thriller, yeah, I, I definitely think I could have the stomach to watch this. It's got 15, 15 mentions, so good job, Dennis. Mm. A big, bold, beautiful journey by Seth Rice. After both attending the same wedding solo, David and Sarah embark on a big, bold, beautiful journey with a little help from their 1996 Passat GPS and a little bit of magic for the road trip of their lives. Yeah, this this one reminds me. There's a there's a Keanu Reeves movie um, with that actress from Stranger Things who plays the mom. I was gonna say Judy Dench, but that's not no. <laughs> What's her name? Winona Ryder. Winona Ryder. They had a movie that's it looked very similar like this in the trailer. Mm-hmm. This kind of looks like this. But again, if you have a different kind of spin on it and you kind of play to again the things that people are interested in. This could be really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, so good job, Seth. Enemies Within by Cat Vasco. In the 1950s, Joseph McCarthy and his right-hand man, Roy Cohn, sit at the height of their influence, casting aside democratic norms unchecked until the Army's lowest-level lawyer, John G. Adams, stumbles upon the shocking truth behind their power grab and makes it his mission to reveal this to the public. I love movies like this, historical dramas. This is awesome. I'm very excited for this. It does have a financier and producers, so I hope this gets made. I love this. I would love to see this mm-hmm. in the theater. Mm-hmm. Good job, Cap. Yep. The Man in the Yard, Sam Stefanak. When a dangerous stranger shows up at her front door, a depressed widow must confront her own past in order to protect her two children. Yeah. Blumhouse. I'm assuming this is a like this is horror. A very scary movie. This is gonna be horror, but I think I could watch this. I like the I love the title, mm-hmm. The Man in the Yard. Ugh. It is so like already puts you in like oh no. Mm-hmm. I love the title. I this might be my first Blumhouse movie I watch, <laughs> but I really really like it. Yeah, Suncoast by Laura Chin. A awkward teenage outcast comes of age against the backdrop of the hospice where her brother and, coincidentally, Terry Schiavo are dying. So this is the lady that I believe was in a vegetative state 
and there was a big legal battle going on um, between the husband and the family, whether they should pull the plug or keep her alive on life support. Um, so that's kind of interesting. Um, I'm not sure how her story is going to play into this, but I kind of want to see it because that's, I don't know, that's a story that I remember as a kid. one is Fish in a Tree, Jeff Stockwell. Based on the epitomous novel by Linda Mulally Hunt, a young girl in an intimidating new school finally faces seemingly insurmountable obstacles in her learning and in her social life when she crosses paths, paths with an energetic but inexperienced substitute teacher. Fish in a Tree by Jeff Stockwell, financier, Netflix. This mm. is definitely getting made. All right, I got 13 mentions. Good job, Jeff. The Neutral Corner, Justin Piasecki, a Nevada court judge who moonlights refing high-profile boxing matches must face his demons when he's assigned to the Olympic fight of an ex-con he'd previously sentenced for murder. I love this one. I really want this to get made. Very good job. Good job, Justin. Hmm. Gusher by Abigail Briley Bean. Based on the story of Anna Nicole Smith, a shrewd young mother rises out of a Texas small town to become a famous Playboy centerfold, but when she falls in love with an 89-year-old billionaire, his son and the entire world believes she's nothing but a gold digger. Yeah, I, I, I would really like to see this one too because I grew up with the media talking about Anna Nicole Smith, but I, I was a kid, yeah. so I didn't quite understand what was going on. So, mm-hmm. Gusher, good job, Abigail. Next one is Bikram by Silpa Kowali. Based on an unbelievable story, Bikram chronicles the rise and fall of celebrity yoga, yoga, yoga guru Bikram Chaudhuri through the eyes of his young wife, Rajashri, who engineers his ascent to fame and fortune, then fights to salvage their empire when his crimes bring it crumbling to the ground. That's, that, that's going to be fun. Hmm. Uh, Borderline by Jimmy Warden. A bodyguard protects a pop superstar and her athlete boyfriend from a determined stalker in 1990s Los Angeles. Got 11 mentions, so hmm. good job, Jimmy. I, It's it's very simple, but I, I could see myself watching this. Mm-hmm. Lurker by Alex Russell. An obsessed fan maneuvers his way into the inner circle of his hip-hop idol and will stop at nothing to stay in. So <laughs> it's kind of like they got flipped. One is protect... The, the 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 star the other one is get inside the star's inner circle yes <laughs> i think i would probably be more interested in lurker because mm-hmm. you know you always like okay how do i get inside yeah but that got a lot of mentions so good job alex mm-hmm. my dear you megan kennedy based on a story by rachel kong a love story set in the afterlife about our struggle to let go of the past even when our present is heaven literally Tess keeps searching for the love of her life without realizing he's right there next to her the whole time, helping her look. Yeah, I don't know if I could watch that one. <laughs> so they're in heaven, but she's... Oh, that's... An... Okay. I don't know if I could watch that one. I... <laughs> like, she... he's right there. <laughs> <But> good... <laughs> well, they just gave it away. <laughs> but good job, Megan. Good yeah. job. 
occupied by Tara Kavanaugh when a tactless Nordstrom store manager denies two trans women access to the bathroom, Fran and Althea seek restitution and occupy the ladies' room in protest. Nice. Nice. Very good. Got 11 mentions. Thank you, Tara. That's, that's cool. And I like the name for it, Occupied. Yeah. I can already see like the logo for it on, the, yeah. on the movie poster. Reptile Dysfunction by <laughs> Creston Winnington. A chemical leak in a local water supply in central Florida wrecks havoc on the invasive population of pythons, Ew. leading a family to the fight of their life to survive. I don't think I can watch this. That might be too scary for me. It's like anaconda with the huge snake coming at people. I think it might be more like snakes on a plane. <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay. Uh, St. Simmons, Greg Wayne. When a very fat and possibly gay boy from New Orleans is visited by an angel called Barbara Streisand, what? he sets out on a holy crusade in daytime television to touch and save the soul of every obese person in America before his demons consume him, if only to make his daddy proud. It's the true gospel of Richard Simmons. Oh, no. Oh. Well, well, well I... I, I want to see it. I want to see it, but did Richard Simmons sign off on this story? It could be his life story. It could be someone trolling his life. Well, good job, Greg. You got 11 Saint, mentions. St. Simmons. Richard Simmons. Okay. So we're, we're running out of time, and there's so many more stories. Mm-hmm. So we're only going to do, a, like, a couple more. We'll do, like, two more pages. So if you're listening to this and you're like, oh, I want to find out more, definitely head to the Blacklist website. You can download the PDF and finish it on your own. And let us know if there's any that we missed that we should have talked about. But, again, so proud of everybody here. Everyone's done a great job and very inspiring. Mm-hmm. Next one is The USPS by Perry James. Following in his murdered mother's footsteps, Michael Griffiths enlists in the United States Postal Service only to discover a mail route full of surprises and a job that means maybe, just maybe, saving the world. <laughs> Financier Amazon Studios and two producers, Imagine Entertainment and Chronology. I actually know a guy named Michael Griffith. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Is that what happened to him? Maybe. Uh, I don't know. But 11 mentions, so great job, Perry. Uh, the next one here is Annalise and Song, SJ Inwards. Annalise is a girl who quite literally sees the world differently than everyone else and finds herself a lonely, misunderstood outcast who keeps her cursed sight a secret as a consequence but everything changes when Annalise meets her new neighbor, Peter Song, a fellow teenager whom everyone else sees as a disfigured boy, but whom Annalise sees entirely differently. Hmm. Okay. Well, very cool. <laughs> Silence. I, I don't know what to think, like, besides, like, this is probably going to be something that makes you cry at the end. Mm-hmm. So very good, SJ. You got, a t- uh, got 10 mentions. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Blood Ties by Aaron Katz. Based on the New York article by Nathan Heller, a true crime thriller based on the story of two brilliant college lovers convicted of a brutal slaying. An obsessed detective investigates the true motives that led to a double homicide and the decades of repercussions that follow. Yeah. So it does have a financier, has Endeavor content behind it. So I think this will definitely get made. Mm-hmm. Got 10 mentions. So good job, Aaron. Mm-hmm. The Boy Who Died by Monisha Dad Lonnie. A young girl creates a robot version of Harry Potter while her father simultaneously is treating Harry Potter star Daniel Radcliffe for a terminal disease. 
What? <laughs> Does Daniel Radcliffe know about this? I, well, now he does because he listens to the Musty Crate podcast because <laughs> we have a massive audience. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that's very interesting. They would have to get Daniel Radcliffe. I just wonder if he knows. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, there is an agency behind this, but no financier, no producers. So we'll see if this gets made. Mm-hmm. Crush on You by Shay Mayo. Summer on a secluded campus takes a dark turn for three college girls when a supernaturally sexy mystery man begins haunting their dreams. <laughs> I like this. Kit, okay, the only thing I would say, and this this will be our last story. There's there's more stories here, but this gives me a lot of like ideas, right? <laughs> but I would say Shay, great job. You have 10 mentions here, very good. I would say take the mystery man and make sh- and like have it be the very young and sexy looking um, version of the Kentucky Fried Chicken Man. <laughs> no, I mean because they're doing that, right? Colonel you saw, Sanders. Yeah, you know, did you see the that Mario they made, Lopez is playing, right? Did you know that they made a like a Colonel Sanders like app of like a dating app, and he's like very young and sexy, and he's like dating people. You can like you it's can a, it's date a, him. It's a dating sim, right? So I think what they should do is like. Make you know, take this crush on you thing. I think it's I think it's actually very interesting, but make it Colonel Sanders. <laughs> a young, sexy looking Colonel Sanders. I think that would ooh, I think that would sell. <laughs> All right, well <laughs> that was that was the blacklist. Again, there's there's like it was like eighty stories in here. Yeah. I think we only covered like like thirty five. Yeah, we didn't even get halfway. Yeah. So if you wanna check it out, go to the website and Download the PDF and you can check out the rest of the movies. And if you're inspired by anything that we missed or stuff that we did talk about, let us know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, thanks for listening to us react to these screenplay listings. Some of the favorites, just want to go over them again. We have Headhunter. So looking for people to eat on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And then finding someone that wants to be eaten. <laughs> I think I think that's interesting. It actually makes me laugh just thinking about the premise already. We have Chang Ken Dunk. I'm just mentioning it here because, again, Disney Plus is even looking at this list. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that's actually a really big deal. And Forever Hold Your Peace was interesting. Video Nasty. That's the one where they go back in time, like Jumanji, but they're in an 80s slasher film. Yes. I think I think that has big potential, like especially since we just went over Ready Player One and Two. Mm-hmm. Man, if they could hit it, I think that could be really good. Yeah. It all depends on the casting. Yeah, that's true. Uh, we have Birdies. So that was interesting as far as, like, that was a character who wants to be part of this club called the Birdies, I believe. Mm-hmm. Then we have Ripper. <laughs> I don't remember what that one was. About. I, I think it's a, it was a slasher, right? Oh, I think so. Let's 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 scroll up. We can scroll up no. and see this one. Yeah, this one's cool. It's London, like Jack the Ripper. Yeah, yeah, but it's an all female cr- uh, crime syndicate, the Forty Elephants, 
trying to take down Jack the Ripper. I mm-hmm. yeah, this is cool. I, I want to see that. Mm-hmm. And then Enemies Within. This is like a historical drama, like like a, almost I guess a thriller. So I I, I definitely want to see that. I like that. I like seeing stuff with like history and governments and military. So I think mm-hmm. it's really cool. And then The Man in the Yard, mm. picked up by Blumhouse. So this this has to be like. It has to be good. Yeah. They have to they have to have read the script and be like, yeah, we want to make this. <laughs> and then there's Suncoast, um, the one about the teenager and her brother in hospice with Terry Schiavo. Um, pretty interesting. I would watch it. And then lastly, The Neutral Corner. A Nevada court judge who moonlights refereeing high-profile boxing matches must face his demons when he's assigned to the Olympic fight of an ex-con he'd previously sentenced for murder. I just think the setup is beautiful. Mm-hmm. I hope it gets uh, made. It doesn't have a financier yet, but it does have a producer. Aggregate films. And I think it's a great setup. Uh, and I'm very interested to see how it ends. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those stories that kind of tells you about life. Like, what is forgiveness supposed to be like in these kind of circumstances? Yeah. So I think it's really cool. So, again, great job to everybody. And... Go out there and write your story and get them onto the blacklist. Hope we'll, we'd like to see Michelle on the blacklist one day. That would be pretty cool. Yes. I will be there. On next week's episode, we are going to talk about the film, Raya and the Last Dragon. Mm. It might seem a little unfair to talk about it since... You have to pay 30 bucks to see the film. So if you haven't done that, you can wait and then come back and watch this. But we watched it. We have some opinions about it. We want to share with you if you if you care to listen. So definitely tune in next week. And just to let you know, again, sorry. We were supposed to have the Tam Bowens on uh, to listen. Uh, their interview was supposed to be today that you're listening to. So we're sorry about that. Some things got mixed up with our recording software. It just didn't work out. So we're definitely going to get that to you at some point in the future. And if you want to be featured as a guest on our show, email us at themustycreative at gmail.com and tell us your story. And a big thanks to our monthly supporters for helping us make this episode of the Musty Creative Podcast possible. If you would like to become a financial supporter of our show, visit our Patreon page at patreon.com slash mustycreative and help us make this show even better. Better, better. Yes, and we thank you, our patrons. Thank you so much, our patron producer, Megan. Shout out to you. Thank you so much for your support. That's all we have time for. Remember to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And now it's time to shower up. Gives them a satisfaction they couldn't get any other way.